guess would be that it is some sort of creature that possibly should be extinct. This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. As I pulled the drape aside, all of a sudden there were five beings this tall all around me. Welcome, Welcome to the Drive-In Underground. Did you make sure to secure the bunker doors when you came in? I can't remember. Oh, well, did the guests, did anybody? Did I leave the stove on? Uh, who cares about the stove? That's <laughs> that's on the upper, the upper grounds, as we call it. I'm just establishing that I have a poor memory, Jerry. The upper grounds are gone. The bombs have fallen. The aliens have attacked. The it's only War thing. of the World. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Underground. Driving Underground. We've got some more files for you. Piles of files. I don't have any news today, but I have maybe a slight conspiracy. And it's, it's not a conspiracy. It's just stupid. I, <laughs> I heard that the club sandwich got its name because it's chicken, lettuce, under bacon. That's no. What, that's what club stands for. No, 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 no. No? Because you have to be part of a special club to eat it. No. That's what I heard. <laughs> Chicken lettuce under bacon. But then what's a turkey club? How? Where do the, Where's that seat come from? All right. That's our That'd news. That'd be a club. <laughs> a club. I'll take a club, please. Because they don't put chicken in a turkey club. They don't. No. no. All right. That's the conspiracy <laughs> news. <laughs> it's a conspiracy of sandwiches. We're tickling your brain right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Think about the club. <laughs> One of my favorite sandwiches. You have to be a part of a club to eat it. The club being the Illuminati, Jarrett. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so, let's dive so. into your story. What do you got for me? When While you guys are listening to this, we... Are on vacation. Yes, we, we are on vacation right now. We are up north right now, as you are hearing this. Mm-hmm. And up north, and you come from different parts of the country than us, so oh, and yeah. different countries also. So <laughs> we are from Southern California. We are going all the way up to Seattle, and then we're driving all the way down because we love yes. our West Coast. We've never been to some of these places, a lot of these places. So yeah, and some of them are revisiting. One of which is Willow Creek. Yes. A very, 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 very infamous Bigfoot location. Yes. It's a Bigfoot town. It runs on Bigfoot. It does. It runs <laughs> on Bigfoot. They got the Bigfoot Burger. Yeah. They got the Bigfoot Motel. And that's where, just just a couple miles away, is one of the most important Bigfoot sightings, the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Yeah. So I don't think we'll make it down there because you need, like, horses and shit to get down there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 12-mile hike. Yeah, but uh, along the way, since it is the Pacific Northwest, there are tons of other Bigfoot places, and there's a couple UFO places and haunted places, other just weird things, so... There's lots of weird shit (laughs) on the West Coast, but because we are going on kind of a squatching trip... Yeah. You could you could say we're we're looking for those wooden Sasquatches on the side of the road. (laughs) Yes. Um, I picked a story, a file this week of a Bigfoot encounter. Ooh. Ooh. We always love our Bigfoot stories. Yeah. We haven't had them on the show in a while though. No, it's been a it's been a few episodes. Two or three. Yeah, we had we had like 
three in a row, I think, in a while. I was doing them for a while. <laughs> you were into the big feet. <laughs> yeah. Big feet. Big feet. So this story is the red, no, the, the <laughs> Ruby Creek incident. Ruby Creek. The Ruby Creek well, incident. Okay, and where's Ruby Creek? Um... Should I just let you go and not? <laughs> <laughs> it's in, it's on the East Coast. It's on the I East know Coast. Yup. Okay, well, we know that squ- squat. we've we've had stories of Squatch. It, they're mostly in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, they're every. They're all worldwide. Some are Yetis, some are Squatches. We've heard stories of Pacific Northwest. I did one on the South. Yes. So let's hear the East Coast. Indeed. It was 1941. Ooh. And about... Early. Yeah. This is an early squatcher. That's pre-Patterson Gimlin. Mm. 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 And it was about 3 p.m. during a very pleasant day. Ooh, pleasant. (laughs) Like a cool breeze. Like sunny, no clouds. Maybe one or two clouds. No, 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 no. They were very specific. There was no fucking clouds. All right. Okay. Well, that's what's pleasant to me. (laughs) Clouds. But this was when Jeannie Chapman's nine-year-old son came running into the house saying that there was a cow in the woods at the foot of a nearby mountain. A cow? Yeah. He was like, Mama, there's a cow in the woods. That's weird. Yeah. Cows are usually more of a pasture type animal. <laughs> maybe that's why this kid was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, maybe he's a cow fan. <laughs> so the other children, a seven-year-old boy and a five-year-old girl, were still playing in a field behind the house, which was next to a railroad track. Wow. Mrs. Chapman went out to take a look, since the boy seemed very upset by this cow. Oh, Jesus. And they saw what at first she thought was a very big bear. So now we have a cow and a bear. Oh, cow bear. It's a new cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Moving in the bushes near the railway tracks. <laughs> okay. She called the two children who came running immediately. Then the creature came out of the bush and she saw, to her horror, that it was a gigantic. A gigata. <laughs> that it was a gigantic man covered in hair, not fur. The hair seemed to be about four inches long all over ooh. and a pale yellow-brown color. Pale yellow. Ooh, so that's a creep. first blonde Bigfoot we've gotten on oh, the show. Oh, a ditzy one. <laughs> this guy, whoopie-doo. <laughs> the hairy man came directly at her, and as she put, it had much too much time to look at it because <laughs> she stood her ground outside while she asked her oldest son to go and get a blanket from inside and round up the other children. <laughs> that is not what I expected. No. Hey, you go inside and get a, a, a blanket. <laughs> we're going to beat it with a blanket. No, get the shotgun, dude. <laughs> the kids were in a near panic, and it took two or three minutes to get the blanket, <laughs> during which time the creature had reached only about 100 feet away from her. Wow, she, he's just like... He's very slow. He's taking his time. <laughs> Mrs. Chapman then spread the blanket and held it in front of her and the kids so neither could see the other. This is so stupid. She backed away like this and then ran with the children downstream to the village. What? This, with as much time as this dude's... With as much time as it's taken for this Bigfoot to come to her, she could have taken the blanket, dug a hole... Put the blanket over it and waited for the Bigfoot to come over and it's like, would you like a picnic? And he falls in the hole. Falls in the hole. Trap the Bigfoot. 
Well, she said, I used the blanket because I thought it was after one of the kids and so might go into the house and look for them instead of following me. So she was like, open the blanket would fool the Bigfoot. And you're thinking, like, only she left. The kids were still inside. Ah, the blanket. Ah, she. Magic trick. Magic. <laughs> this seems to have been sound logic as the creature did go into the house. Oh, she mind freaked him. She did. She David blamed it. <laughs> And also rummaged through an old outhouse pretty thoroughly, hauling from it a 55-gallon barrel of salt fish, breaking this open and scattering its contents outside. Why are they keeping fish in their shithouse? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I ain't Mrs. Chapman. (laughs) So the creature was about seven and a half feet tall. Mrs. Chapman could estimate its height by the various fence and line posts in the field. And because the blanket was about that tall. And because, you know, I was measuring it against, you know, that wood post out in the pasture. It's about the same height as a cow. And I know a cow is about a foot taller than me. And of course, I was looking through a blanket. (laughs) So, it had a rather small head and a very short, thick neck. In fact, really no neck at all, a point that was emphasized by William Rowe and by all others who claimed to have seen one of these creatures. Mm. Its body was entirely human in shape, except that it was immensely thick through its chest, and its arms were exceptionally long. And it got a big old booty. (laughs) It's got a big butt. (laughs) She did not see the feet, which were in the grass. But, well, how do we know it's a Bigfoot? Well, you know... (laughs) It, everything else looked to par. It could have been a normal foot. It could have been a normal <laughs> a normal foot. Big foot. Its shoulders were very wide and it had no breasts, from which oh. Mrs. Chapman assumed it was a male. Though she also did not see any male genitalia due to the long hair covering its groin. But she did definitely look. She did for- super look because... Come on, you're like, you're standing there for two or three minutes waiting for your kids to get a blanket. You're freaking out. This Bigfoot's coming at you, and you're like, um, I know it didn't have a penis. Because... It, how long is the dog? <laughs> Gotta know how long its penis is. She also said the naked parts of its face and its hands were much darker than its hair and appeared to be almost black. Mm, like a gorilla. Like a gorilla, indeed. George Chapman returned home from work on the railroad before 6 p.m. that night and by a way that went around the village so that he saw no one to tell him what happened. (laughs) When he reached his house, he immediately saw the woodshed door smashed in and spotted enormous Bigfoot footprints all over the place. Reasonably, (laughs) he he freaked the fuck out. He just assumed that his mother-in-law was in town. (laughs) Oh, aren't you funny? (laughs) But I'm... Reasonably freaking the fuck out, he called for his family and then checked the house. Remarkably, he spotted the footprints of his wife and kids going off towards the river. He followed these until he picked them up on the sand besides the river and saw them going off towards town without any Bigfoot ones following. Hey, where's dinner? I just got home. Honey! (laughs) Honey! Stuff is smashed in the yard. Where's my food? Yeah, you said they were going to do pop pies. <laughs> he still expressed astonishment that any living thing, even a six foot seven inch man with a barrel chest, could lift a 55 gallon tub of fish and break it open without using 
any sort of opening tool. <laughs> he confirmed the creature's height after finding a number of long brown hairs stuck in the wood of the doorway above the height of his own head. Oh, he hit his head. Yeah. The Bigfoot hit his head on there. Well, he was freaking out. He was like, where's the children? Ah, I'm kicking the fish out of here. I want to eat the children. Ah, <laughs> this just turned out really bad. <laughs> Mr. Chapman then went off to the village to look for his family and found them in exhaustion. He gathered them up and invited his father-in-law and two others to return with him for protection of his family when he was away at work. The two are... Honey... <gasps> Are we still doing pot pies? <laughs> I like how he's making his father-in-law and two other people take time off work instead of just him taking time off work. I think the railroad's got to go. The railroad's got to finish. Yeah. I can't finish itself. No. His brother probably works it. I don't know. <laughs> um, the foot tracks returned every night for a week. And on two occasions, the dogs that the Chapmans had the dogs that the Chapmans had started barking like hell at exactly 2 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. The Sasquatch did not, however, touch anything in these instances. But the whole situation left them rattled, and the family finally moved out. They never went back. Hmm. Never. Never, ever. Never. Nobody ever saw the, scas- the, scask- the Sasquatch <laughs> again? No. Oh. Not that one. Not blonde. <laughs> well, yeah, not that one. I'm sure there. There's people who've seen Sasquatch. People have seen Sasquatch all all the time. <laughs> but here, here is a little uh, conspiracy. Oh, okay, okay. There is an Amerindian belief that seeing Bigfoot brings bad luck and often death. Jeannie Chapman said about this that although she had heard white men tell of that belief, she had not heard it from her parents or any other of her people whose advice regarding the so-called Sasquatch had been simply not to go further than certain points up certain valleys, to run if she saw one, and to not struggle if one caught her, as it might squeeze her to death by mistake. (laughs) But all three children did die within three years of this incident. The two boys by drowning, the little girl on her sickbed. And in the 1960s, the Chapmans, they also were drowned in the Fraser River when a rowboat capsized. Goddamn. So. That's why you get swimming lessons. (laughs) But just saying about the whole Bigfoot sighting brings bad luck or death. That's weird, because other Indian tribes, uh, Native American tribes, say that it's good luck. Some say it's bad luck. So, which one is it? I don't know. I don't know. Dep- I guess it depends which one you run into, and which part of the country, maybe. Mm-hmm. Also, a mare Indian was a, <clears throat> a term in this interview by John Green. Yeah. So I don't know if that is correct for whatever it sounds it's like, supposed to be for. It sounds like they're referring to American Indians. Oh. Well, then... Uh, Native American. Yes. <laughs> Indigenous peoples. Yes. Well. So, Jarrett, real or not real? Well, it's Bigfoot, so there's definitely, I'm going to believe it a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but uh, all the things that happened. They all are dead, Jarrett. They're all dead. I, I just, I don't think they could just, I just think they can't swim. <laughs> 
But the three children died. Two of them couldn't swim. <laughs> Two of them drowned. Oh, yeah. They all drowned, except for one girl who was sick. Yeah, and she okay. probably <laughs> drowned in her bed. I don't know. <laughs> drowned in her lungs. Yeah, that's a family that just didn't teach their kids to swim because they didn't know how to swim. I guess But so. um, maybe I, they did see something out there. Maybe it was a cow, after all. Maybe it was a cow on its hind legs. Like, I'm a cow. I don't know why I'm walking. <laughs> I help me. I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm a mutant. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I definitely believe it a tiny bit. Just because I want to give props to the big feet. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Proper term is big foots, actually. Big foots. See, I'm getting confused all the time. I thought it was big feet. You'd think it would be because feet is plural of for foot. But since big foot is a name, it's not really a description. Big you say foots. big foots. Mm-hmm. So there, now, folks, you learned something there, too. There you go. <laughs> Take it home, put it in your pocket. <laughs> so, shall we go to mine? Yeah. Okay, underground. I'm going to take you to a magical place. What? A place where Bud Light comes out of the drinking fountains. <laughs> a place where the DMV gives you a free lifted Ford F-150 with a full-size flagpole for old glory. Arkansas? A place where you can still catch a glimpse of a W for 2004 sticker. Texas? That's right. It's where I grew up. The Inland Empire of California. (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) Or as I like to call it, the Inbred Empire. Whoa. (laughs) Blew my mind. (laughs) So this is about the Santa Ana River. And there's a creature that looms there. The Santa Ana River is the largest and longest river that is completely contained in Southern California. It runs all the way from the top of Big Bear all the way down to near where Huntington Beach is. And that's about 100 miles of river. Does this river hide a secret on its banks? Does it? Or in its murky waters? Well, we shall see. It's not just the dead cast members from Disneyland that they toss in there (laughs) (laughs) as the river passes by. No, there's a story of a dangerous creature that lives just outside my hometown. It's simply known as the Riverside Bridge Monster. Jesus. As the story goes, it was a dark and stormy night. It really was. Wow. Not just trying to start the story off that way. Are you sure it was? Like, do you have (laughs) sources? This is the source from the guy that experienced it. (laughs) It was a dark and stormy night on November 8th, 1958. A man by the name of Charles Wetzel, not of Wetzel's Pretzels, was desperately trying to get home. With the weather conditions worsening, there was a great deal of flooding in the area, as there usually is since that area is in a floodplain. He continued driving, and just before he reached a bridge that would carry him across the Santa Ana River, Charles noticed up ahead that most of the road heading to the bridge was actually starting to flood and blocked by water. So Charles stopped his car to take a look. Then suddenly, the radio began to static. And starting to make other unknown sounds. 
Now, this is typical for like a UFO case. Yeah, I was about to like say, that. this is very alien-esque. Yeah. But right when the radio went crazy, Charles was startled by a figure that swiftly jumped out of the underbrush from the side of the road. The creature was tall. It stood mostly on long, skinny hind legs. Its forearms were long and lanky, suggesting that it was able to travel on four legs like a chimpanzee. <laughs> It had a round head in the shape of a flatter pumpkin. Charles described it as a scarecrow-like head. So what jumped out of the brush was Conan O'Brien, right? <laughs> Doing the string dance. <laughs> Conan O'Brien! <laughs> Charles further described this creature. It wasn't human. It had longer arms than anything I'd ever seen. It didn't have any ears. The face was all round. The eyes were shining like something fluorescent. And it had a protuberant mouth. Protuberant Protuberant. <laughs> Just protruded out. Ugh. He later recalled that the thing's legs stuck out sideways from the body. Ugh. And the skin looked scaly like leaves. I hate this. Now, I think maybe a tree just had a branch fall off and he's drunk. <laughs> I'll show you a little artist rendering of that night. Oh, I'm here's, a, here's a little picture. We'll share this on the Twitter. Oh. <laughs> that protuberant mouth. Some, after hearing this story, they speculate that this is an adult version of another cryptid. <gasps> Have you ever heard of the Dover Demon? I think I have heard of that name. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do a little refresher course. Yes, please. Here's refresh. another uh, artist rendering, this time of the Dover Demon. Yeah. There's a couple. There's that one. There's... <laughs> it's an alien. This is an alien. That looks like an alien. It kind of has the same type of head right there. Okay, so that's what people think maybe it could be. So here's what happened. When the creature saw Charles in the car, it quickly went into attack mode, like straight away. When it saw me in the car, it reached all the way back to the windshield and began clawing at me. Charles said that the thing screeched like a fucker. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what he said. That sounds like something someone would say in the Inland Empire. I <laughs> well, screeched like a fucker. Well, this is in the 40s, so I, I don't know. It, it probably still would say that. <laughs> <laughs> As it was trying to get him, it was screeching like a fucker. Wetzel reached for a 22 caliber pistol that he always kept under a seat. That's also very Inland Empire. Yeah. <laughs> he reached for this 22 pistol, and he was going to shoot the creature, but he changed his mind, and he just put it into gear, and he floored it. He ran that mother down. Yeah, boy. He ran the fucker down. Okay. <laughs> he thought that was going to be the end of it. But as he drove off, he heard scraping underneath <gasps> his car. Scrape, scrape. He should he have heard, shot it. He heard screaming like it was still alive. And then... <laughs> the thing was holding on and still trying to get at him. There was more screeching and then gurgling. And then finally, some silence as he drove away to the nearest Riverside police station. Now, with my experience with the Riverside police, they're not going to be very helpful. But in the 40s, it sounds like they were. 
Officers did, in fact, take note of a number of deep scratches on his windshield, body, and underbody of the car. They were unusual, but didn't prove much. However, probably in fear that Mr. Wetzel just ran over somebody, Mm -hmm. the next day they did go out there with some bloodhounds, and they searched the whole area. They did not find anything. And they just want to make sure he didn't, like, hit a hobo or something. Yeah. (laughs) That was hanging under the bridge. The next night, however, the creature was seen again by a person crossing the bridge. But no incident after that. Another thing. Did they hit it again? No, he was just driving by. He wasn't stopped. So I guess the creature was not fast enough or something. (laughs) Or just was like waving like, hey. I'm the bridge monster. (laughs) You can pass. (laughs) I like your face. I like you. So yeah. um, So this isn't the end. This creature was not seen again. But later on, there were some footprints. In the 70s. Bigfoot footprints. Bigfoot footprints. Yeah. Not this creature. Apparently not this creature. They, these were looked like Bigfoot footprints in the 70s. And after that, nothing. Nothing reported. So scary. So that's the end of that. But here's my theory on this bridge over the Santa Ana River. Maybe there's a fold in time space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And these creatures are not from our world, and they they don't even know that they're walking into our world. They just kind of accidentally pop in from a different dimension. (laughs) And this creature was like, I'm going to go get a drink from from the river in my dimension. And they (laughs) accidentally popped into ours, and he's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then he sees this giant metal thing with huge lights and a guy honking his horn with a gun in his hand. And then he just starts screeching like a fucker. Yeah, he's screeching like a fucker. <laughs> and then Bigfoot also, he was just, he was just like taking a river stroll and he he didn't he probably didn't even notice. He just went through the time space fold, made some footprints, went through the fold again and he was home. He didn't even get seen by anybody. So, I I think mm-hmm. this is a hot spot. This is a hot spot for paranormal activity, and I think it will happen again. So, mm. that's the Santa Ana Bridge and the Riverside Bridge Monster. I'm going to say it was probably a tree branch. <laughs> a tree branch. I think it was a tree branch. <laughs> I think, ah! I think this guy was fucking drunk off his ass. <laughs> and but he a went tree to the branch. He did. And you know, in the 40s, you probably could go drunk. 50, to the cops. 58, almost 60s. Okay, still. <laughs> still. I think he was drunk off his ass. Okay. And I think that he was driving, and a tree branch fell and scared him. Mm-hmm. And that's scratches. And he was dragging it under his fucking car. And the tree was screaming at him. It's a scraping noise on the fucking ground. <laughs> and he was like, ah, screaming at me. Oh, you fucker. I think that he was just fucking drunk. And it okay. And a fucking tree branch. Okay, I think that there's a fold in time space. <laughs> and it's it, it can switch. There's a little portal or just, it doesn't even look like a portal. You can just pop in and out and we can get creatures from Dimension X and Dimension 
Quattro and Dimension 72. All right. And we don't even know what can come through there. And, <laughs> uh, at least it's, it's uh, not in the middle of a city or anything, but it's nearby. So I think they need to send a team down there and quarantine that little uh, wormhole there. You really think that? I Well... We're safe in the bunker, but <laughs> you know it's it's time for the government to do something good. And government, will you do something? Close that wormhole, please. <laughs> will you close this portal? Come on. to other dimensions. You know you don't fill potholes, but you can fill this wormhole at least. There's only one of them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, government. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's great i'm gonna file it under don't believe it okay you never believe mine <laughs> yeah i do i believe last week's i just said i don't uh. think that those are monsters i think they're pigs <laughs> but i think that they are testing and spreading disease well that's all we got for today folks that's what we have i thought it was a good one that was a great one that was delightful Mm -hmm. thanks for listening thank you as always and we will be back next week for our one year one year anniversary anniversary of this podcast one year (laughs) anniversary of this podcast ask i oh wait i don't have to do the reverb it's doing it for me Jarrett. what so stupid Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week for a surprise episode. Yeah. So. Oh, we'll see you on the other side. And praise Godzilla. Pray. Oh, you didn't do it for me. You're an asshole. You are. <laughs> praise Godzilla. Here, I'll do it for you. Praise Godzilla. Praise Godzilla. Uh, Praise him. See what movie's playing next at Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Just add that dot com. Catch us on Twitter at SFDFDI Podcast.